Last time on Reynolds Pub. Thought. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's me without my meds. Oh, this is smooth. And then yeah, this the, is not going to be. This is going to be. I'm sorry, guys. This, this, <laughs> the, I don't even know what we're going to call these episodes. That oh. may be the, the shotgun approach or, or something because both he and I are going to be all over the place. Like. He normally keeps me straight on on something, and uh, this okay, time we're okay. Okay, just just so everybody sees, so I have a portfolio here, and these are these are notes that I maintain, and I try. Maintain. He wrote those today. I, I watched try, him do it. <laughs> I try to keep an outline, and then as I as the podcast progresses, I take notes along this. Uh, but Nathan is like a Barrett automatic rifle, right? And just I don't and know. I can't. The, I don't know that Barrett has an automatic rifle. <laughs> Browning, Browning, a bar, a bar, yeah, right. Pow, yeah. Pow, pow, pow. So he's not a weapons um, guy. I'm not. I'm a lover. Right. <laughs> That's way more so, than I wanted to know. Yeah. Here are your hosts, Nate and Mason. So this is not that explicit. So I try to take notes and then try to rein in the conversation, but it never, right, it never, I take off, it never happens. So anyway, so I I study philosophy. I love studying religions. Um, I think religions are fascinating. So my primary ones that I will review is Buddhism, Christianity, of course, the different sects of Christianity, Um, Islam, Islam is very interesting. But the religion or the practice, let me just say that, the practice that actually set a root within me was heathenry. Heathen, heathenism? Heathenry. Heathenry? Yeah, you had it right. Heathenry. I love the heathen practice. It's a scary-ass religion. Uh, if you well, if you I do the the past, you're right, back in the, back in the days, right? It was well, I think it's scary ass. because it's, it's not, it's. It's, it's if I'm going down a rabbit hole. It's we have Western civilization, which has made everything nice and clean and pretty. I don't think it's necessarily scary unless you've been stuck in the nice, clean and Correct. pretty in the Christian, uh, you know, choir laden, nice pews and all that shit. And then you start seeing somebody sacrificing chickens and shit. Yeah, it's gonna be scary. And they, they don't <laughs> sacrifice chickens. I don't actually think. I'm well, just they joking. burn people at the stake. Yeah, they right? burn people at the stake. <laughs> I follow several heathenry people. Yes. I, mean, I mean, it's it. You know, it's it's funny, but yeah, I you know, um, I won't say how I came across heathenry. Um, I came across it a, a very roundabout way. Nathan came about it from watching the television show Vikings. I did that's not. That's what it was. It's a great show, though. But no, that's not where I came. It to. was. Don't let me lie to you. I did like, like the. I did like the storyline. Love the aesthetics and the costume and the cosplay. Yeah. right. <laughs> I, did, I, I did like in that movie that, or that show the story of the 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 Christian guy that was captured by the pagan, and and then he he reminded me of of even Which though was I wasn't probably. Christian. Yeah, even though I wasn't Christian at the time, he reminded me of where I was yeah. as I was coming along to where where he was struggling with that fight between Christianity and paganism because he loved both. Yeah. Um, so, no, what I, I came about it a different way, a, a roundabout way through various things. I even reached out to 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 some local areas to to even before I had my awakening to um, begin to understand the religion. Not because I wanted to practice spirituality, but because I was intrigued by uh, the complete human aspect of it. You know, the the I, I guess part of it that drew me was the um, drawing you back to Earth. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's not this found in heaven with the golden streets and the pearly gates and all that stuff. It was it was real everyday worship of the the things that you can put your hands on. Yes, as well as other things, but 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 a lot of it is was very much about you know the 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 the, the living things of the world as opposed to some hidden meaning behind things and and where we uh, have to eisegesis the text where yeah. we have to pull out something from the text yeah it was just and, and it's still that way or exegesis yeah exegesis I don't know. eisegesis is where you take okay i'm going to interrupt eisegesis is where christians take their opinion and shove it in the book you and mean then, like all of them? And, yeah, and then force the book <laughs> Sorry, to back up their their philosophy, right? Exegesis is where you pull from the text, and what is the context? What is the writer saying? So, yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. I wanted to rant on that for a second. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's what 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 intrigued me about about paganism or heathenry is is the is the human element of it, the earth, the the it's almost like dirty like it's it's not clean it's it's and it was very much available to your normal it's almost uh the best way i can explain it is that it is very much how i naturally feel yes and i think that's what appealed to me about it like i didn't even believe in any of that in anything really and paganism somehow still reached to me because it was just that made a lot of sense to me, yes. even as an atheist, to do some of those things and those, you know, understand. And, and granted, I'm not a pagan in the sense of I know everything there is to know. I just know that it reached to a piece of me that that Christianity never reached. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it is because, you know, um, you know, Jesus loves you, but Odin wants you to grow the fuck up. Grow you know, up. you know, be be. It, it made it more human and and real. It wasn't esoteric. Yes, in the true sense of the word. Now, sometimes it is. Sometimes there's some things you come across. It's like you really got to think about it, try to figure it out. But for the most part, it's pretty much just in your face what it is. Yes. And so, anyway, I know what uh, I enjoyed about it. What the 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 situation that woke me up to heathenry was I downloaded some free books off of Kindle, which is the Norse mythology stories. And it was a it was a kid's book, is what it was. And I read the portion where Odin sacrifices, he gives his eye for knowledge, and then he impels himself on the tree and and the text says that he sacrificed himself to himself so that he may gain the knowledge, right? And to sacrifice oneself to for yourself so that you can gain knowledge, just like it exploded within me, and that's what that's what anchored me into the the mythology and the stories and the practice of heathenry. Well, what I like about that story is is um, you know we talked several episodes ago about the thread that that goes through all religions to an extent, and and if you're looking at you know the way I believe now, which I don't fit probably in any kind of dedicated religion in in certain ways um but the understanding of samadhi is yep. is is very much uh kind of where i'm at you know this understanding that um i don't necessarily have to sacrifice myself physically it's more of this ego based yes. thing that i have that um that you really don't sacrifice you just weaken 
You know, I mean, and it's the same thing. You fast so you can weaken the... It's no different than what Paul would say. And, you know, we get the flesh under control. I don't see the flesh as what everybody else seems to think the flesh is. I see the flesh as that thing in me that makes... That, that is prideful. And Christians will agree with that. You know, I, I, pride go, goes before before, before destruction and, and haughty spirit before a fall, right? And so I look at that as not what is flesh. Most people think of it as carnality, and I don't see it as carnality. I see it as this being that sits on top of my spirit. And we've had this conversation in the past and this on, on, on this podcast where this being that sits on my past, um, anything that I do with rules and regulations and community guidelines is not done spiritually. Mm -hmm. It's most often done so that my ego is in control and it feels good. And then I do these fastings and these prayers and these things that these rituals that we do within Christianity or Islam or any of them, any religion, we do these rituals that, that, that we, that we perform. Uh, Most often they're not actually weakening the, flesh the ego they're actually strengthening it because i'm doing it for a purpose you know part of samadhi is that you don't worry about meditation and you don't worry about these things that you know and i i, I believe in meditation i think we're going to talk about meditation later today or in the next in a future episode which will be recorded today a shotgun episode um yeah and this whole thing may be shotgun all over the place anyway so um you know this understanding that uh samadhi is 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 we is is we cease doing things it's, it's the cessation of the actions yes and it becomes the implementation of the being yep and so then if you are being right now existing presently and and mindfully Mindfulness. that's 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 the point the result of that is that you will likely meditate mm-hmm. and you will likely fast and you will likely do those things but those things are not to keep your ego under control it's 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 to it's to exist and to remember to be present mm-hmm. and mindful about your about your your life right now yeah. and and i was telling my wife last night we were talking about some of this and I, and i said you know this understanding of ordered steps and um these things that we need to learn because our soul has set those steps before us um, has I don't remember the last time I had anxiety or depression because because I'm at the point now to where and not that I've made it I've not ascended right but I'm at the point now to where 90% of the time I can walk down the road of my life and when things are blowing up I'm still like you know what this I'm just going to be present mm-hmm. and mindful because if I'm mindful, then I don't know. I'm understanding that that triggered me for some reason. I'm mindful as to why. And then I don't react to that. I allow that to go. Then my ego doesn't take place. That's right. uh, so ego to me equals the flesh in Christianity. Yes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, boo boo. What is it, Yogi? Make sure to check out Reynolds.pub. I love them like I love a good picnic basket. Yogi, that's a great idea, but what would Park Ranger say? Don't listen to him. He's a commie. I agree with that. It's funny you called, uh, you, you spoke about the common thread. The other day I was uh, listening to a, to a heathen and uh, on YouTube. <clears throat> 
and uh, he just dropped this random fact. It was just like, and he just went on, right? And he he mentioned how Baldur is the common thread, right? So when you look at Baldur, you can look at Jesus. Do do you know the story of Baldur? No. So. Uh, sit back, little boys and girls, and let me tell you the story of Baldur. Oh, he just got condescending right there, yeah. So, um, so <laughs> uh, Baldur is um, is the most beautiful, right? Is the most beautiful, the the most compassionate. Everybody loved Baldur, and um, he had a enchantment placed on him, and the enchantment was that he could never. He could never die. He could never be killed, right? So the gods and Asgard would play a, a particular game. They called it a game, right? And they would sit Baldur at the, in in a in a in the throne room, right? Whatever, and they would throw spears at him. They would throw axes at him, and um, arrows. Right, I had to think about it. They shoot arrows at. Now, let me let me reverse back. Let me reverse back. So, Frigg, Odin's wife, right? She's the one that put the enchantment on Baldur, and she made every natural thing to swear that they would not that they would not kill Baldur. So, iron, wood, stone, whatever, water, right? Everything, every thing promised that it would not kill Baldur. So whenever something was thrown at him, shot at him, whatever, uh, then it would remember the promise and it would not hit Baldur. It would not kill Baldur. The only thing that she did not approach was a thistle. And the thistle was on the crevice, was on the side of a, of a cliff, right? And um, Floki's all if uh, uh, Loki is always involved in everything, right? Loki's always doing things. He's always causing problems. He's always causing problems. So they would play the game. They would set Baldur up, and he would stand there, and they would shoot arrows at him. They would throw knives at him. They would try to hack him with a sword, and everything would you know, kind of like magnets, you know, that would repel, right? And uh, this went on for a time, and then Loki he began to search. For anything that did not swear to Frigg that it would not hurt Baldur, right? And he finds this little bush and it says, no, I was never approached, right? So he creates an arrow out of this bush and then brings it to Baldur's brother. Now, I don't, my mind's not working clearly right now, right? So Baldur's brother was blind and it was Loki's intent for the blind brother to shoot an arrow at Baldur and in hopes, whatever, that it might miss, whatever. But the arrow struck and killed Baldur, right? And then there was the big funeral pyre, right? Everybody's crushed. Everybody's devastated because the kindest, most beautiful God is now dead, who shouldn't have died, right? And to this day, there's a celebration of Baldur's funeral, right? Where they enact it. And uh, so when you when you think back, you look at Jesus as being the compassionate, 
and the most kind and the most precious person to ever live. And then to have a piece of wood, right, for him to be hung on a piece of wood and uh, be buried, right? So a lot of people assume or uh, will compare Jesus and Baldur as the same. And the theory goes and the prophecy goes that Baldur will return from the dead. So it's like the rapture kind so of stuff. So it's like the rapture. Yeah. So no matter how you look at it, you're still going to see... There's threads. I mean, all the way thread. through. So, you know, it's just... I, I, I don't know why people have to fight over that shit. Just, just believe what you're going to believe and let... People. Aggression is unnecessary. I think aggression is diabolical. Well, you know, there's this understanding that um, it's 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 amazing to me that that we still fight over that stuff mm-hmm. when there are real things that probably need to be fought about. Yes, real things, and so we've got we've got homeless. Yeah, right. We've got poverty we've got starvation we've got disease running rampant um but no we're too busy discussing why you can't wear a teal green shirt on picture day yeah that's just crazy stupidity you know and and i'm about to go down a road you just kind of reminded me that something i've been really pondering lately um has nothing to do with spirituality although my spirituality is probably influencing it to an extent but um you know you and i've for years had the conversation of anarchism and mm-hmm. uh, anarchism capitalist to be specific. Um, I'm still that for the most part. Yes. The The problem I have these days is that everyone sees our current system as capitalist and it's not. Um, you know, I, I look at, uh, I'm a manager in my current job and um, I, I, I watch these uh, young people who who are in their early twenties, uh, primarily um, that report to me. I mean, my oldest employee is twenty four, so it ranges anywhere from twenty one to twenty four. Wow! And I watch, um, especially these days with inflation so bad and and all that stuff. And I, and and I've got one uh, one person who's working two jobs, you know, because they're trying to. Uh, pay off some debt so they can they can actually live a little bit more free you know and 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 you've got all this situation and and it makes me uh my spirituality has become such that i'm like uh if i if i feel compassion or concern for these people for these young people who are struggling um maybe it's they made wrong decisions sure maybe they're not as financially astute as they should be maybe but they're they're in their early 20s right and and 99 of those people in the early 20s are not financially astute Correct. i wasn't you weren't no you know i think the duke is but uh he's he's the exception to the rule not the rule and uh so you know i i can't help but think that um if i'm ever able to run my own company you know I think it's it's incumbent upon me as the owner of the business to make sure that my people are able to live. And I hate these phrases that the left comes up with, living wage and these sorts of things, um, just because of what it indicates. Um, it, it indicates that those who are in power, all of them are in somehow cahoots to hold the man down. 
you know to hold the 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 the, the, the little man down and in in some ways I think that's true when you start looking at some of these big companies um, you look at BlackRock and Vanguard who own who own more companies than than the GDP of the US by a long shot so they're they've actually put themselves into a position where they're more powerful than governments across the board and they can influence so if you look at a lot of the things that's going on in these days go look at who owns the companies I, I'm willing to bet 99% of the time, BlackRock and Vanguard own them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're influencing these these problems that we see. BlackRock, I know for sure, I heard about them several years ago. I was a real estate agent. They would come in to these brand new subdivisions, buy every house in the subdivision to then lease out. What that does is they would offer really good money for every one of those houses, more than what they're worth, which drives the price up, which makes it impossible for these 22, 23, 24-year-olds to actually go buy a brand new home. And so now a house that would have five years ago cost... 110 120 now is 250 and 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 with inflation and and getting so bad and the lack of pay following it um, and 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 that's expected to an extent um none of these none of these young people are going to be able to afford to actually own their own home right to actually own their own piece and, and see this is where the paganism comes out for me to actually own their own piece of land where they can put their blood sweat and tears into that piece of land and it is theirs yes. and then you look at Papa on on mom's side yeah you know uh he had 40 acres now all of the all the brothers and sisters are dead our aunts and uncles yeah and mom that land is likely going to be sold out from under us probably yep you know, and so there is no tie to the land anymore. Mm-hmm. And 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 while I'm not well, while I'm not necessarily a true conspiracy theorist in the true sense of the word, you can't tell me that there's some plan behind that. And so my spirituality ha- is such now that I'm like, uh, no one person should have that much power. No one company should have that much power. And the only way they have that much power is because they incorporate. If we were a true capitalist nation society there would be no such thing as corporations mm-hmm. and so you're 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 you as an individual are going to be held accountable for the shit you pull as opposed to well that's my corporation i can bail on it and that w- corporation will take the brunt and then i can take my golden parachute and bail and bail you know and that's that's a long ways away from where i was a year and a half ago when you when you talk about the financial status that we're in, the financial conflict that we're in. We are made up of, we've we've said it before, we're made up of body, soul, and spirit, right? Mental, physical, emotional, right? So when you have an individual that takes out twice the loan in order to just go to school, and then that person graduates, now they're shouldered with a huge student loan. Oh, yeah, 100 grand easy. 100 grand easy. And then you put them in a in an economic situation where they can barely find a job based on that degree, right? And they're living below their degree level, right? You understand what I'm saying? And then you cause it to where they get subpar housing. What you're doing is you are affecting that person physically, emotionally, 
and mentally, emotionally, and emotionally. No, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. You're you're hitting every every you're aspect of that. Everything because it all is connected. And if you can keep a person subdued and oppressed, their spiritual connection cannot cannot fly like it should. Right? They cannot spread their wings and become a powerful spiritual being no. that they were designed by DNA to be. Because in our freedom, we've become enslaved. Yes. We're enslaved to the man, so to speak. And who yes. is a man? It's, it's going to be any, any number of things. But And why is Christianity so popular in the West? Even within Christianity, even though we have a sense of autonomy, even though we have a sense of political autonomy and political power, uh, the community still has to go to the tiny pope over yeah. the church and ask for permission to do things or gain permission to do things. And even that, when you ask for permission to do that, you're still compromising yeah. your spiritual connection. Because, because you know, I'm, I'm very much an individual individualist. And, and and that's what anarchy is to me yes. is is this uh, you, you don't get to tell me what to do. Yes, I, I am my own king. I am my own master. I am my own president. I am my own preacher. I am my own leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 free as an individual outside, but internally, in order to do that, I have to be the most strictest tyrant internally. Right. Right. I have to make sure that I'm following. Uh, certain ethics. Now, I get to determine what those ethics are, and right. I think most people will come to the same conclusion right. that it has to be this certain thing. But in the end, my concern is these um, these young people who who you know, I'm Generation X. You're probably what millennial. You millennial. I don't want to be called a millennial. I am, but like, you're you're on the cusp, probably. Yeah. So you're on the cusp between Generation X and, and millennial. So that's not a bad place to be. Up next on Reddle's Pub. But I'm an elder millennial. If 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 I'm really and I hope don't make anybody mad at it. Well, I don't really care if I do or not. Um, if I'm really speaking to <laughs> why are we go to politics now? That's my fault. Sorry. If I if I'm really speaking to 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 why I believe we're in this situation, it's purely at the feet of the boomers. Yes, because they voted. They voted well, it, party loyalty. Well, it's more than that. They've they've taken that the 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 complete freedom that the greatest generation handed them the generation of World War II uh, a, a complete free and uh, extremely powerful monetarily or financially economically uh, system such as the U.S. in the in the fifties in the sixties and if you look at it I'm sorry if you look at it the spiritual connection of the fifties and the sixties. There was an influx of Eastern mysticism and yeah. Eastern philosophy that flooded the United States yeah. during the fifties and the sixties. So, so what you've got is you've got the boomers came in. They're the they're the they're they're the kids of the of the World War Two vets and and those who went to war and and, and died. Um, but you've got the boomers who have come in and they're purely consumers. 